Okay, so today's daf is Tadivav in Eruvin. We are uh, nine lines from the bottom on Tadihei Amud Bet. We are continuing the discussion of Tefillin. Uh, somebody who finds Tefillin uh, in a field and needs to transport them back to uh, a secure area on Shabbat by wearing them. So the Tanakhama had said you can wear one pair at a time. And we saw that... Uh, that uh, Rabban Gamliel said that you could wear two at a time. So the question was, what is really the machloket between them, and how is it relevant to, uh, they're going to try to make it relevant, basically, to the halachot of, of tefillin in general, <laughs> not just halachot of Shabbat. So, the, um, so it says, Leima bedirav Shmuel barav Yitzchak so where we are is the, where the little dot is, right? Maybe what they're arguing about, the question is, what is Rabban Gamliel, what is the subject of the dispute between Rabban Gamliel and Tanakh Kamas? So it says, maybe the whole machloket is about Rav Shmuel bar Yitzchak. Now, what did, what did bar, uh, Rav Shmuel bar Yitzchak say? He, he was the one who said that you can fit two tefillin on your head. So maybe it could be that they argue about that, that the Tanakh Kamas says, no, you can only fit one, that the, that the, that the area that, tefillin, that is kosher for tefillin on the head is, is more narrow, so you can't really fit two. And Rabban Gamil says you can fit two. Maybe that's the machloket. But it says, no, that's not the machloket. Everybody agrees with that point. Uh, so, but, but first it says that it's possible to say that that's what they're arguing about. And it's a practical concern. In other words, it's basically a practical consideration that according to the Tanakh Kabbalah, there's only space for one tefillin because it's a very narrow area and you wouldn't be called wearing the tefillin to bring them in unless they're exactly in the right spot. And according to Rabban Gamliel, no, there's space for two. But lo, dekule alma itlehu derav Shmuel barav Yitzchak. Everybody agrees with the idea that there's a wider range of space that's kosher for wearing tefillin. Everybody agrees with that. Vacha. The real question here is b'shabbat zman tefillin kamipalgi. They're really arguing about whether Shabbat is a time of tefillin, meaning whether the mitzvah of tefillin applies on Shabbat. Like we said yesterday, nobody is saying here that you have to wear it on Shabbat, but the question is, are you allowed to, uh, is it considered a valid expression of the mitzvah to wear it? There could be, it could be that uh, there, there can be a time where the mitzvah applies, but we don't do it for extraneous reasons. For example, at, at nighttime, the mitzvah applies of tefillin. There's no isur of wearing tefillin. We wouldn't say that a person who wears tefillin at night is, is not doing the mitzvah according to the Torah. Actually, according to the Torah at night, it's also a mitzvah. The only thing is that we're afraid a person will fall asleep with them. They will have gas. They will have you know, other things. So, so we don't wear them at night. But it's not because it's not a mitzvah. So, so there is an opinion also that says Shabbat is, there also, is also zman tefillin. Now, that would mean that not that we're necessarily... Uh, so, so you could say, well, what do you mean? If, 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 if Shabbat is Zaman Tefillin, so how come we don't see people wearing Tefillin on Shabbat? Well, it could be because that was the practice that they instituted because they thought people would come to carry the Tefillin or some other reason, so they, they don't do it. But that's not, that doesn't mean that it's not the time for Tefillin. So maybe that's the Machloket. That the Tanakhama is saying that Shabbat is a time of Tefillin, meaning that when you are bringing the Tefillin in, you're bringing the Tefillin in the, in the, by doing doing the mitzvah tefillin, you're putting it on and you're wearing it in because there's a mitzvah tefillin, but if you didn't have that, in other words, if you wore an extra pair that is clearly not for the mitzvah, so then you wouldn't be able to do it. That's the whole thing. And Rabban Gamliel says, no, you're wearing it as an ornament. You're not wearing it as the mitzvah because there's no mitzvah tefillin on Shabbat. So if we're allowing you to wear the tefillin from the outside to bring it into the secure area, that's only because we're treating it as an ornament, not because we're treating it as 
a mitzvah. So therefore you can wear two, because we know that you're not actually doing it for the mitzvah, you're doing it, but it has to be in the right spot, because that's how you wear it, that's the correct way of wearing it, but it's not being done for the mitzvah, and that's why you could, so ironically, because it's not the mitzvah, you can do two, because you're, you, because you're not doing the mitzvah. That's one way of interpreting it. Alternatively, we could interpret it differently. That Maybe both of them agree that Shabbat is the right time of tefillin, meaning there is a mitzvah of tefillin on Shabbat, and therefore your wearing of tefillin is significant, not just because, not just because it is an ornament, but also because of the mitzvah. So still then, the question is, so then why could you wear two? There's a different issue here, which is mitzvot kavana. When you do a mitzvah without being aware, without intending to fulfill it, do you still get credit for fulfilling the mitzvah? Now Rashi here has a, a discusses um, uh, uh, discusses this and has the opposite version. He has that the Tanakhama says mitzvot and srichot kavana. That the Tanakhama says mitzvot do not require kavana, and therefore uh, a person who would wear the tefillin. Right, that uh, kavanah should say according to Rashi, and Rashi explains on the bottom that um, that therefore hilkach mepak so Rashi says that the problem, according to this, is a problem of baltosif. It's a problem not that the mitzvah is what's permitting you to wear the tefillin, but what's prohibiting you to wear two pair is that since you're getting credit for the mitzvah by wearing the one, and you, if you wear a second one, you would also, quote-unquote, get credit for doing it. So then you're adding on to the mitzvah. You're, adding, you're doing a double tefillin. And as we said yesterday, even the people who wear the two tefillin, they have to put it on saying a condition. If the first one was, uh, was good, then, uh, you know, or when they do two, they have to say whichever one is good is the, is the real one, not both of them. Because so, you don't want to have baltosif. So you don't want to add on to the mitzvah. So, the, uh, so here he's saying that if you hold that mitzvah don't require kavanah, so that means if you wear two, you're actually in, automatically getting credit for wearing two tefillin, which would be adding on to the mitzvah. That's why the Tanakhama says you can't do it. Rabban Gamliel, and Rabban Gamliel, according to Rashi's version, says, ba'e kavanah, it requires kavanah. And since it requires kavanah, that means that only the one that you're wearing and you intend for the mitzvah would, would, would be... Uh, uh, would be considered a, a, a mitzvah. But the other, if you don't intend for both of them, so then you wouldn't have an issue of adding on to the mitzvah. It would just be an ornament. In other words, according to this version, both of them agree it is an ornament. You don't have to be doing the mitzvah to wear the tefillin. Just the problem is that if you wear two and you intend for two to be for the mitzvah, then you're adding on to the mitzvah. And that's where we have to stay, say that it's not allowed. So according to Rabban Gamliel, in, in the Rashi's version, not the version we have in front of us, but according to the Tanakhama, since automatically you get credit for whatever mitzvah you do, whether you intend or not. So if you wear two tefillin, it's like you're intending, it's effectively you're, you're adding on to the mitzvah. Rabbi Gamliel says, no, you don't have to go that far. Since you, intention is, is, uh, is necessary for a mitzvah to qualify, so therefore, as long as you didn't intend to do the mitzvah with both of them, you're okay. And that's why you could wear two in, because there's space for two on the head, and, and, and it's considered an ornament, that's all. Now we turn to Tzadivav Amud Aleph, Ve'ibayit Ema, another way to interpret this difference, that the Tanakhama allows you only to wear one pair at a time, and Rabban Gabriel allows two. Everybody agrees that in order to fulfill a mitzvah, you don't have to have any intention. In other words, automatically you get credit, but the question is, The only question is when it comes to Baltosif. The Tanakhama Savalavu you could say that it's a more narrow 
machloket. Everybody agrees that if you did the mitzvah, meaning you put on the tefillin and you didn't have intention to fulfill the mitzvah, you would get credit for the mitzvah anyway. But can you? But if a person put on two tefillin and they didn't intend for the second one, are we going to give them the sin of adding onto the Torah? That's the question. In other words, according to the Tanakhama, they come hand in hand. So just like you get credit for a mitzvah even without kavana, so too you get credit for e- credit, quote unquote, bad credit for adding onto the mitzvah uh, without kavana. And, and Rabban Gabriel says, no, no, no. When it comes to the positive to give you the zechut that you fulfilled the mitzvah, there we're going to say that even without kavana you get it. But to make you a sinner, that the second one uh, is an adding onto the uh, the mitzvah, we're not going to give you. So therefore, according to the Tanakhama, you can't wear two pairs of tefillin on Shabbat because it's going to be automatically you're going to get credit and putting it in quotes for two wearings of tefillin and that's asur. According to Rabban Gamliel, you'll only get credit for the one and not for the second one. So even though you might get credit for one, you, the other one is uh, not an addition to the Torah because you don't intend it to be an addition. You just intended it to be like a tachshit, like a uh, ornament. The Baitema alternative, we could say, this that maybe that if we hold that Shabbat is the time of Tfilin, meaning there is a relevance of Tfilin to Shabbat, like we said before, that it could be that the mitzvah of Tfilin is, is relevant to Shabbat. It's just that we don't practice it for some reason. Just like nighttime, we don't practice it, even though it's relevant. Right? So even, even maybe if a person holds that Shabbat is the time of Tfilin, it could be that according to that view, it wouldn't matter that, you know, no matter what, it's automatic. Whether you're wearing it one pair, you'll automatically get credit for wearing it. And if you're wearing two pair, you're going to automatically get credit for the, the other, you know, get be, be charged with uh, the, 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 uh, the two of them, right? Here we're saying not that it's Shabbat is Mantfilin, meaning if it, maybe it's worse to say Shabbat is Mantfilin. Because when you say Shabbat is Mantfilin, maybe you're saying that automatically, therefore, Tfilin has significance. And if you wear two pair, even Rabban Gamliel would agree that it's not good if, if, if Shabbat were the time of Tfilin. Because you're automatically wearing a double Tfilin, and that's no good. But maybe what we say is that. It, and, and maybe what we say is this, that we're talking about the, we're, we're taking the view that Shabbat is not the time of Tfilin. And here's the machloket, the Tanaka Masavar, lo bai kavana. lavor shelo bizmano bai kavana. It's a totally different kind of baltosif. In other words, there's two kinds of adding on to the mitzvah. One adding on to the mitzvah is you say, I'm going to wear eight tzitziot instead of four. So in the same second that you're wearing the talit, you're doing more, like you're doing extra than what you should. Or, or you would say, uh, I'm wearing tefillin, I'm wearing three pairs of tefillin, at the same tefillin at the same time, and uh, I want to do extra. Or, um, you know, anything that you're doing extra in, at the same time, that's called baltosif. But here we're saying, shelob is mano. In other words, let's say, according to the opinion that Shabbat is loves man tefillin. It's not the time for tefillin on Shabbat. So that means there is no, so what am I actually doing? What I, if I were to wear tefillin on Shabbat, effectively, what am I doing? I'm adding on to the mitzvah a day that it's not supposed to be. Right? In other words, I'm adding, really, it's only a six day a week mitzvah and I'm adding a day. That's also like a baltosif. It's different. Well, that's, that's the whole point. So that, in other words, according to this version, they both agree that you can wear the tefillin and you can, you know, the Tanakhama is saying you can wear one pair at a time. And Rabbi Gabriel is saying you can wear two pairs at a time. The, so the Tanakhama is saying, lo kavana to, to violate the, uh, the Isur. So Rashi explains, he says, In other words, according to the, the Tanakama, even though there is no mitzvah of tefillin on Shabbat, wearing two tefillin is a sin of adding on to the mitzvah. 
Right? Even though there's no, uh, even though there's no. But, and and Rabban Gamliel says. You can't get away with saying it is Tachshit. Th- no, they're assuming that it is Tachshit also. It's also Tachshit. Yeah, but the question yeah, is, yeah. are you adding on to the mitzvah? Yeah. In other words, if you didn't have the issue, we're, according to Rashi's interpretation of the sugya, at this point, everyone has been agreeing since the last uh, Amud that it is a Tachshit. It is an ornament. The only question is, is there a sin involved because of Bal Tosifan to the mitzvah, so I can't even wear this as an ornament? That's the question. So, so according to the Tanakhama, since automatically it's going to be like you're adding on to the mitzvah, shelo, right? So, shelo bizmano nami afilo belo kavana mitzvah yivetosefet. Imav Rabban Gamliel, shelo bizmano veino mitkaven, en kan remez mitzvah, ven kan tosefet. We say, okay, this is a weird guy. He wears two tefillin on his head on Shabbat. It says, it's a weird outfit that he wears, his costume, but it's not a, uh, it's not, it's not a tefillin. So therefore, it's not considered adding. Whereas the, the, the Tanakhama would say, wearing one tefillin, even that, you, you shouldn't be doing on Shabbat. There's, it's not the time for tefillin. But it's not an adding on to the mitzvah because you're only doing one. But if you do two, so now it's going to be considered extra. But the thing is, if that's true, and now we're, here's the problem with that. The problem with that is the whole concept of the extra day that I mentioned before. Because according to this, Rabbi Meir should hold that you cannot even wear one pair of tefillin. Why? Because when you're adding on, like Rashi says, the because according to because if you're really concerned, like the Tanakama is actually concerned that just wearing the tefillin, it's called saying Rabbi Meir, but meaning if the Tanakama right is really concerned that wearing even one pair of tefillin is going to be baltosif if it's uh, it, it, or, or he's saying wearing two tefillin is baltosif when you do it on shabbat but but if you're if you're talking about baltosif and it's automatic and you're saying that shabbat is not this time of tefillin then even wearing one should be baltosif because you're adding the day of shabbat onto the mitzvah that it doesn't have right that's already baltosif right so the gemara says Right, so Rebbe Meir should say that even one pair is not allowed because Rebbe Meir, meaning that the Tanakama, we uh, it should say that even one and the od and moreover Hayashen b'shminiyah sukkah yilakeh says that a person who sleeps in the sukkah shminiyah tzeret. Okay, we actually are in. It's talking about in Israel, right? You're not allowed to sleep in the sukkah shminiyah tzeret because you're adding a day. You get malkot. You get whipped for adding onto the mitzvah, right? Even though Rashi says the mosif shminiyah lashvi'i. Right, and, and then Rashi explains, we sit in the sukkah without, uh, without saying the bachan in chutzaret, right? But the point is, Ella shelo bizmano belo kavana lav tosefetu. We, we say that when somebody does a mitzvah at the wrong time and he doesn't intend for the mitzvah, because he says otherwise we would have a problem for sit, sitting in the sukkah in chutzaret on shmini yatzeret, because we would be intending for the mitzvah in the wrong uh, way. So Rashi so says, right, so, uh, I don't know that that's true. I do. Right. So, so, so he, it's you're supposed to. So, um, the uh, starting next year I won't. Uh, but, uh, the, but this year, yeah. He says that um, that that uh, since you meaning if automatically doing it constituted having kavanah for the mitzvah, so then we wouldn't even be allowed sukan shmini atzeret and chutz at all because you're having kavanah for the mitzvah. It's shmini Technically, you're not allowed to. We just do it as a minhag kind of to remember that it, we're doubling up the dates, you know. But it's not a. Uh, but but the point is that it's not automatic. 
right? If you went in and said, I'm doing the mitzvah, let's say the clearest case, like you're in Israel and you go in Shemini Atzeret and sit in Sukkah and say, I, I like the Sukkah so much, I want to add on the mitzvah one more day, that would be, that would be Tosefet. But, if the, but you see from the fact that we in Chutz Aaret sit in the Sukkah, Rashi is saying, you know, we sit in Sukkah, we don't say the Bacha, we don't say we're having Kavanah for the Sukkah, we just sit out there. So therefore we... Um, we, we, so therefore we're not violating it because we're not explicitly saying that we're doing the mitzvah l'shem mitzvah. In order to add, you have to have l'shem mitzvah. That's why the Tanakh, it can't be that the Tanakh Kama says that automatically by wearing tefillin at the wrong time it's considered bal tosif because then you wouldn't even be able to wear one pair because you're adding the day of Shabbat onto the mitzvah. So therefore, therefore it says, rather we're going to go back to our original idea. It's more, it's more uh, reasonable to go back to our original interpretation. And Rashi says here that what that means is the whole argument is whether uh, Shabbat is or is not the time of Tefillin. The other Rishonim say that any of the previous interpretations of the Machloket are still in play, are still possible. Could be that they both agree that Shabbat is the time of Tefillin. Uh, like, in other words, one of the interpretations we had was that... Uh, Rashi is basically saying, go back to the original interpretation. The original interpretation was that, uh, according to Rashi's version, that, uh, that re- according to the Tanakhama, there is, um, you, uh, that, that, uh, that Tanakhama says that Shabbat is mantfilin, and therefore, since Shabbat is mantfilin, you can wear one pair, but you can't wear more than one pair. And Rabban Gamliel says it's not the time of tefillin, so you can wear two, because you're just wearing it as an ornament anyway. So Rashi says we go back to that original interpretation. That was the simplest interpretation. But if you start getting into the baltosif, it becomes more complicated, and Rashi is saying let's scale it back to before that. Other Rishonim say no, the other interpretations with baltosif could still be valid. You know, the question of whether uh, whether you need kafana and so on. But saying that uh, that it's about the extra day, saying that, it, that they're, they're saying that there's no time there's no mitzvah tefillin on Shabbat, but you still might be liable for Baal Tosif even without Kavana. That nobody would say, is the, the Gemara saying. Nobody would say that if, if there's no Zman tefillin, if, if Shabbat is not a time of tefillin and you wore tefillin on Shabbat without any Kavana, that you would violate the mitzvah of Baal, of Baal Tosif. Nobody would go that far. But if it is um, the time of tefillin and you wore two tefillin, then the question becomes, do you automatically, are you automatically considered to be wearing two uh, or, or only if you have Kavana and so on? That's, uh, that was the discussion. Now, I mean, if you say well, you that get, a second right. is a problem, so on Shabbat to wear a second tzitzit, because ev- because that's different because the mitzvah tefillin is on the person to wear tefillin. The mitzvah talit is on the talit. You're not allowed to wear a four cornered garment that doesn't have four tzitzit. Garments that are four cornered, you must have more. Every tzitzit, every four cornered garment requires tzitzit. The uh, garment requires a tzitzit, not you. Yeah. So so if you wore a hundred four cornered garment, everyone, every one of them, them, the, the garment that you're wearing needs a tzitzit, not you. Because technically, you would never have to wear tzitzit in your life because it's not really a chova. It's on the talit. Now, anyway, so... Um so, uman shamat shabbat zman tefillin. So let's try to find who is of the opinion. There is one. There is one rishon, by the way. There is one rishon who holds that uh, the holds what you just said. That says that uh, according to the according to uh, the, the the opinion that tzitzit is chovat gavra, which you know he says according to that that you you should only be wearing one tzitzit. There is one rishon that says that uh, that there is one like really, really minority opinion, like that it's not mentioned anywhere, but there is one that says that you can you only are allowed to wear one 
garment with tzitzit on it at a time because of what you said, but everyone else disagrees with it. In any case, so, um, so it says, Who is the rabbi that says that Shabbat could be a time for tefillin? And as we said, that doesn't necessarily mean that people would be wearing tefillin, but it would mean that it's actually the time that's appropriate for tefillin, but we have a, a restriction on wearing it because of, let's say, you might carry it or something like that. Just like at night, the, t- the mitzvah tefillin applies, but, uh, but we don't actually do the mitzvah tefillin. So Rabbi Akiva, we're going to say it's Rabbi Akiva who says that Shabbat hypothetically could be a time for tefillin. It says in the bright, everybody should know this pasuk. We read it when we put on the tefillin. You should keep this statute from miyamim yamima, right? At its proper time, miyamim yamima from year to year, right? Now, in the context of, of the uh, parasha, there's two ways of reading that some people interpret it as referring to the mitzvah tefillin. And some people interpret it as it referring to the Korban Pesach, which is what it's talking about in that paragraph. It's talking about uh, that you're supposed to uh, you're supposed to be uh, doing the Korban Pesach, and it means that every each and every year you have to observe Pesach. So the question is: it re- is it referring back to the mitzvah tefillin when it says you should keep this statute from year to year, meaning you should continually wear tefillin, or is it referring to the Korban Pesach? So they're assuming right now that it's talking about tefillin. Right? It's a, that means daytime and not nighttime. What does it mean? Meaning you don't wear tefillin on any day, not every day. Rabbi Yossi says that yamim tells you yamim velolelot. Days and not nights. Miyami means from the days, meaning that uh, only some days, not every day. Not Shabbat and not Yom Tov. You're reading the whole Pasuk wrong because it's not talking about Tefillin at all. It's actually talking about the mitzvah of Korban Pesach. Miyami, Miyami, doesn't mean from day to day. It means from year to year. And it's really talking about Korban Pesach. It's not talking about Tefillin at all. So therefore, there is, so that would sound like Rabbi Yosef Aglili is saying two things. You don't wear Tefillin at night and you don't wear Tefillin on Shabbat and Yom Tov. And Rabbi Akiva is coming along and saying you're, that's not what the Pasuk is talking about. And, and the implication is that you can wear Tefillin on Shabbat and you can wear Tefillin at night. That's what it sounds like. Right? Huh? No, I said before. It doesn't mean that they actually did. It means that the mitzvah could be applicable. It doesn't mean that they actually did it. It means that they could be applicable. Right? Yeah. That, that it's relevant. Meaning if you wore tefillin at night, we wouldn't say that Torah views it as not a mitzvah. It's just the rabbi said not to wear it for some practical reason. Let's say. But what it says in the Mishnah, Pesach Milah mitzvot asei. Doesn't it say that Pesach and Milah, Brit Milah, are mitzvot asei? We know that they're, mitzvot, they're positive mitzvot that actually you get karet if you don't fulfill them. And here, so, Lema de la Akiva, you're going to tell me that Pesach, according to Rabbi Akiva, is not a mitzvot asei. Why not? Well, wait a second and see. Rabbi Akiva came the Mokela Pesach. He's saying that Vishamarta Tachukazod Le Moadam Yemima Mima. Keep this statute, keep this law from year to year. Is talking about Korban Pesach. Rabbi Akiva came the Mokela Pesach. Love. It has to be a negative commandment then because Rabbi Avin, Rabbi Eli. Like Rabbi Avin says in the name of Rabbi Eli, Rabbi Avin, Rabbi Eli. It's a general principle. Whenever it says, be careful, or Al, don't do this, right? Any word like that indicates a lotase. So, like Shamorat Yom HaShabbat means that you have to guard Shabbat, meaning don't do Melacha. Zachorat Yom HaShabbat means remember Shabbat means say Kiddush and that. But Shamor means guard it, don't do Melacha. It always means a negative. So if you're telling me not neglecting the Pesach is a lotase. It's not just an Asay. So you could say that actually you're not getting karet for failure to fulfill a positive mitzvah. You're actually getting karet for a negative thing. 
Because it says, don't forget it. Vishamarta is a language of negative. Okay. What's negative That you neglected to do it. Meaning, just like if you, if you break Shabbat, if you break Shabbat, you violated a positive and a negative. Because the positive is tishbot, rest on Shabbat. The negative is don't do melacha. You'll say, well, it's the same exact thing. That's true. But there's a positive and negative element. So according to this, Rabbi Akiva is introducing that in the failure to offer the Korban Pesach, there's also a negative element. It's not just that you didn't fulfill, it's not just absent, like you didn't shake a lulav. If you didn't shake a lulav, okay, you missed out on opportunity to shake a lulav, too bad for you. Right? But there's no punishment for that. You, you, you know, you, like the Rambam says in Hilchot Teshuvah, if you miss a positive mitzvah, just do it then. Right, but it, but it's uh, but it, but if here he's saying it, it's also a negative. Like you also violated the rule not to neglect the korban pesach. Let's say the only promise what that we have uh, negative mitzvah connected to, right? This and Brizmila, right? No, there's a lot. There's a lot. But he's, no, you mean karet? You know, there, there's only two positive mitzvot where there's karet if you don't do it, oh, right? That's why he's bringing. But he's saying Rabbi Akiva from say, if he says v'shamartat achukazot means that uh, guarding pesach the korban pesach and therefore you failed to do it, so you actually violated something. So how could it be called a positive mitzvah? It's actually negative because yeah. you you neglected it, right? So it says afilu temar Rabbi Akiva hishamer delavla He'll say no. It depends on the context. When it's talking about not to do something and it says the word lishmor to guard so then it's saying guard not doing that meaning be careful not to do that but if it's talking about a positive and it says uh, lishmor it says to guard it means be careful to do it that's all he'll tell you that it doesn't always mean a negative that's all right so then that would mean that um, according to Rabbi Yosef Lili, it's a negative, it's, it's a low taset to wear tefillin on Shabbat, it's a low taset to wear tefillin on, on, at night. That's why it says in the Yerushalmi, for example, it's a famous thing, that in, the, that in uh, Israel, they would take off their tefillin right before nightfall and they would say a bracha. They would wow. say a bracha, removing the tefillin because they were fulfilling the tzavah. Uh, 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 what? It would be asher kedishanu b'mitzvotah. It doesn't exist, but they would say asher kedishanu b'mitzvotah b'tzvanu lishmor chukav. Because yeah. it says, It's famous. It's a Yerushalmi. Yeah. Anyway, but Savar Rabbi Akiva, Shabbat loves Mantfilinu. Does Rabbi Akiva say that Shabbat is Mantfilin? That Shabbat is a, is a time of Tfilin? Is that true? But then it says in the bright, Rabbi Akiva Omer, Yachol Yanech Adam Tfilin, Shabbatot Yamim Tovim, Tamod Omar, Vayalachalot Adiyadcha, Mishitzichin Ot, Yatu Elu, Shein Guvanot. Rabbi Akiva himself explicitly says that you don't wear Tfilin on Shabbat. So, so much for that theory. Because he said that he doesn't learn it from the Pasuk. In other words, it's one thing that he doesn't learn it from the pasuk of yamima. He doesn't learn it from there. Okay, but he learns it from a different pasuk, which is, it says, When you need an ot, you need a sign. That Shaban Yom Tov, you don't need a sign. Why? Rashi says, When do you need a sign to remember that you hold on to the Torah? Weekdays. But Shabbat, Yatu Shabbatov, Yom Tov, Shein Atzman Ot, Ben Hakadosh Baruch Hu Yisrael. That's that that that's different than Shabbat and Yom Tov, which the day itself, the Kiddushah of the day, reminds you of the relationship with Hashem. You don't need a sign. So Rabbi Akiva is agreeing that there's no Tefillin on Shabbat and Yom Tov, just from a different pasuk. Okay, uh, he he doesn't talk about that. But we actually hold that that Laila is man Tefillin. It's just that we don't wear it. Right? So now, Ella Haitana, who must be this Tana, the Tanya. And the Oba, Laila, what's a cholet, what's a meniach? They were Rabbi Natan. Rabbi Natan says if a person's awake at night, he wants to take off his feeling, that's fine. He wants to put it on, it's also fine. Wow. 
right? And Rashi says that um, since he's awake at night, in other words, he doesn't have to worry about gas, the gas issue with the wearing the tefillin. If he wants to put it on, Rashi says, It's a tefillin, you're allowed to. And the only thing was they made a gzerah, maybe you'll fall asleep and you'll have gas. But uh, if this person's wide, he's staying up the whole night, so let him wear the tefillin, what's the problem? Right? It says, that's Yonatan. Yonatan kitoni omer, Right? So that you, you, we don't put on tefillin at nighttime, period. Right? Now, so from the fact that Rabbi Natan says that zman tefillin on your, uh, on, at the nighttime, and usually they're connected, so Shabbat nami zman tefillin, maybe you'll say that Shabbat is also a time of tefillin, and maybe that, that Rabbi Natan there is the one that says that Shabbat you could also put on tefillin. So it says, Dilmas zman tefillin hu. But Shabbat Lazmat Filinu, maybe he distinguishes because first of all, the Hashamina Lay Rabbi Akiva, Amar Laila Zmat Filinu, Shabbat Lazmat Filinu. First of all, because we see that Rabbi Akiva doesn't agree with Rabbi Yosei that you can't wear Tfilin at night. And yet he says you don't wear Tfilin on Shabbat and Yom Tov, they don't go together. So just because this Rabbi Natan said that you can wear Tfilin at night doesn't mean that he holds that you can wear Tfilin on Shabbat and Yom Tov. It's a totally different issue. They're a totally different question. One is, is there a mitzvah of tefillin at night uh, based upon miyamim yamima, the pasuk that uh, Rabbi Yosei Aglili was quoting, or based upon a rabbinic uh, thing? And then a different thing about Shabbat and Yom Tov, totally different issue. Ela, hai tana. We're trying to find any tana that says that there's a mitzvah of tefillin on Shabbat. Let's try this one. Uh, it says, hai tanahu. The Tanya, Michal Bat Kushi. Michal Bat Kushi is talking about Michal Bat Shaul. Okay, Michal Bat Shaul, Aitam Anachat Filit. She used the word Filit, it's famous. Gemara mentions a couple places. Because he's called the Kushi, it's called in, uh, in Teilim, uh, when, uh, the David Amelech calls him a Kushi, it's meaning that he's a, he was, uh, a tzaddik. it means that for, it's a term to refer to his, him being a tzaddik, the, 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 they, they say in the, the Rashi says, uh, here, Bat Shaul. Right? Al Kush Ben Shaul and explain because it means that he had his actions were so perfect, they were uh, he was such a tzaddik They interprets it in a positive way. Yeah, the Gemara interprets yeah, like the Isha Kushit Lakach, exactly. Like uh like Zipporah, that's what they say. So anyway, Michal word feeling. Chachamim, and the Chachamim did not give her a hard time, and also the wife of Yonah, meaning the Navi Yonah that was swallowed by the whale. Um he uh he, his wife used to come to Aliyah Regel. And also there, and the rabbis did not give her a hard time either, even though these were mitzvot. Now Rashi says, because you might think that since women are not obligated in these mitzvot, it's like bal tosif for them to do it. Because why, why are you doing the mitzvah that you're not obligated in? Maybe even doing something you're not obligated in, maybe that's called bal tosif. Adding on to the mitzvah. So they didn't argue with her. So what do you see from this? That, that it says, uh, from the fact that the rabbis didn't protest, of course you could read this exactly the opposite of the way the Gemara is reading it, but let's just go with the Gemara's logic for a second. Okay, because I would have said, well, from the fact that it says they didn't protest, that means they thought it was bad, but they didn't protest. Right? But that, that's, that's, what I would think it meant. But they're saying, no, from the fact that they didn't protest, that shows you that it's a mitzvah, meaning it's not a mitzvah that is time-bound. Because, uh, because if tefillin were time-bound, then a woman shouldn't be doing it because women are exempt from mitzvot that are time-bound. Right? Mitzvot Positive time-bound mitzvot they're exempt from. And so she should not, it would be an addition unto the Torah for her to wear the tefillin because it's a mitzvah So obviously they said it's not a mitzvah And what's the only possible way that it could be a mitzvah if, if it applies at night and it applies on Shabbat and it applies on Yom Tov? Meaning only a mitzvah that is seven days a week, 24 hours a day, is not zman grama. Everything else is zman grama. Okay? Even even tzitzit. Why are women not obligated in tzitzit? Why not? Because it doesn't apply at night. So therefore it's considered zman grama. That's the only reason. 
There's an opinion in the Gemara, actually, that there's an opinion. We hold like Rabbi Shimon, that women are, are exempt from tzitzit, but actually the Tanakhama says, no, they're obligated in tzitzit because it's not a mitzvah, because it applies at night. There's a machloket whether it applies at night or not. If it applies at night, it would apply to women. So it's saying, if it applies to uh, all the time, at night and day, and also uh, on Yom Tov and Shabbat, so then it would be mitzvah to say, Right? So the thing is, maybe he holds like Rabbi Yossi, the very famous thing, Rabbi Yossi in Masachet Chagiga, who says, Nashim Somachot, Rishut. The Rabbi Yossi says that women can lean on their korbanot because even though really it says when it talks about when you lean on your korban when you bring a korban you're supposed to lean on it that's part of the, the part of the uh, procedure the thing is it says bnei yisrael somechim that really only a man has to do that mitzvah not a woman and now the problem is. It, it's it's even worse than that because it's not just that they it's not just that uh, that they uh, are not obligated, but you're actually leaning on a korban wouldn't be allowed if it wasn't for the mitzvah because it's because uh, what, because if you're doing it just to lean on something, you're using the korban for your own like to, to support your weight. You're not allowed to do that. But they allow, it says he said nashim They're allowed to do it even though they're not obligated. They're allowed to do it. Okay, so that would mean that even a mitzvah, since it's a mitzvah. Meaning, even though they're not obligated, because the argue, argument is like this, since they're not obligated, doing it, they're just leaning on the animal, and therefore they shouldn't be doing that. Or, the, or uh, if they're not obligated in something and doing it, they're adding on to the Torah, because why are they doing it? They're not obligated. But the other possibility is like Rabbi Yossi, who says that just because they're not obligated doesn't mean that they can't do the mitzvah. It's still a mitzvah, so they want to participate. Like today, we let the women... The, we, we don't tell the women, leave the synagogue, we're blowing the shofar. They're also not obligated in listening to the shofar. We don't tell them to leave, right? We don't... Right, don't sit in the sukkah, eat inside, don't touch a lulav. We don't, we don't say that. We allow them to do all the mitzvot that are mitzvot, right? Now, uh, the il... They, 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 we could allow them to wear I mean, the, according to... Yeah, the, look, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the Rambam and the Shulchan Aruch don't say anything about the not being allowed. It's, uh, it's a... Up the, the, well, we're ending up without the bracha. Right, of course. They can't say, because they're not commanded to do it, according to us. Okay, yeah. Well, the interesting thing is that Ashkenazim are the ones that say women can't wear tefillin and tzitzit, even though the Rambam and the Shulchan Aruch say they could. But they're the ones that say they could say the bracha on mitzvah that they're not obligated yeah, well, that's a, that's a whole different thing. Anyway, so the so anyway, the ilat emachi ishtoshel yonai taolad regel velo michuba, right? So uh, because if you're not going to say that, what about the fact that uh, Yonah's wife went for aliyah regel and they didn't protest? I mean, mi ikalemand damar regel av mitzvah zeshes zman gramau. I mean, obviously, uh, going aliyah regel is a time bound mitzvah. It only happens three times a year. You can't say that's a twenty four hour seven day week mitzvah for sure not, right? Ela kasav arishut. Obviously, they're saying that that wearing the tefillin was being done um, voluntarily, you know, not, not as an obligation. So that's not a proof because the fact that Michal decided to do a mitzvah that she's not obligated in doesn't show that somebody's obligated in it, right? It would only be ob- obligatory for women if it was a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week mitzvah. Okay, it must be the following that if a person finds tefillin outside on Shabbat, he can wear them, like we've said, the beginning of the parak, wear them in one pair at a time. 
whether a man or a woman, even a woman who finds it, could wear them and, uh, to bring them in, whether they are new or old. We said the new ones are not always clear that they are tefillin, so that's, that's the concern, right? Or whether they are already established and clearly they are tefillin, that's Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Yehuda, Oser Rabbi Yehuda says that um, you shouldn't do it if they're new, like we, we saw the Mishnah said, because there's a concern maybe they're not tefillin, there could be some amulet, some kameah, something like that, but if they're old, then for sure they could. Adkan Right, the only thing that they have there, the only machlok that they have is about the new and the old. But but you see that they hold that a woman could wear the tefillin to bring them in. So it says, and you see there that they must be agreeing that the woman is obligated in the mitzvah of tefillin because how is she going to bring it in one pair at a time? She's going to the idea that she can wear it one pair at a time sounds like because she's doing the mitzvah. But then we just right? There, th- that was a previous opinion. We're now doing a new op- opinion. They're but trying to find that. The, they're trying to find out who is the person. Is they're they're assuming that there's some Tana out there that holds that Shabbat is Mantfilin. And if there's an opinion that says Shabbat's Mantfilin and also night is Mantfilin, that would that would mean that the mitzvah is twenty four hours seven days a week right. because there's no day that it doesn't apply. And that would also be for for women. So he's trying to find like, oh look, a woman can wear the tefillin and wear it in. Maybe that shows you that Shabbat is Mantfilin. Because that shows you that the woman, what's the justification for the woman wearing it? That she's fulfilling it up. But again, like you said, I mean, that's exactly what you, what you said is what the Gemara is going to say. Maybe that's just following Rabbi Yossi again. Which is what we basically follow in practice. That women are allowed to do a mitzvah that they, have, that they want to do, even though it's not obligatory. So therefore, the fact that the woman is allowed to wear the tefillin in from the field that she found in the, in the sidewalk or whatever, is not a sign that, it, that she's obligated in the mitzvah. It's just a sign that she could do the mitzvah. So, and now, that says, don't say that. You know what? Finally, we have a, we've got him into a corner because we know that Rabbi Meir doesn't hold like Rabbi Yossi, and neither does Rabbi, Rabbi Yehuda, meaning they don't hold that a woman is allowed to do a mitzvah that is only voluntary. They don't hold that. Okay, lo Rabbi Meir savalak Rabbi Yosi ditnan. We learned ein meakvin et atinokot militkoa hanashim meakvin because the Mishnah says that we don't stop children from blowing the shofar on Rosh Hashanah, implying that we do stop women. Ustam matnitin Rabbi Meir, right? And and the and, a, and any anonymous Mishnah we assume is Rabbi Meir, meaning to say that there that Mishnah is saying that a woman cannot blow the shofar. It doesn't mean she can't hear it if it, she hears the sound, but it's saying she can't blow the shofar. Why? Because it's not it's not a mitzvah. That, it's a mitzvah to say shazman grama, and therefore she shouldn't be doing it. Oh, Not like Rabbi Yossi. Rabbi Yossi would say, right, or meaning that she, it, right, both, both. I'm saying both. She definitely can't blow it. And to listen to it to fulfill the mitzvah would be wrong because it would mean that she was adding on to the Torah according to Rabbi Meir. Right? Eventually they will have to be obligated. Right, that's it, right, exactly. Tino is talking about boys. Right. Right. Rabbi Yehuda also doesn't hold like Rabbi Yossi. Right, because when it talks about, I'm sorry, it's two different psukim. It's talking about the Korban. It says, that he, he puts his hands on the Korban. Right, that's the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda that that benot Yisrael cannot lean on their korbanot. Okay, ustam sifra mani Rabbi Yehuda. Right, and the uh, and and the this a sifra is presumed to be composed by Rabbi Yehuda if we don't have an alternative uh, attribution for it. So you see that the opinion against Rabbi Yossi was saying that women cannot voluntarily undertake to to do a mitzvah that they're not obligated in is not Rabbi Yehuda, and it's not Rabbi Meir because they both say that a mitzvah that they're not obligated in they can't do.
They're not supposed to do. So therefore, if they're saying that the woman could wear tefillin and wear it in when she finds it on the street, that must be because they think that the mitzvah of, of tefillin is not a mitzvah asay shazman grama. That it's a mitzvah asay that applies to women as well. So therefore, they'd be allowed to wear it. It wouldn't be baltosif for them to wear it because they actually would apply to them. And therefore, they would be able to wear it and, and quote-unquote carry it in on Shabbat. It must be because it is a mitzvah asay. So it's interesting that they never take up the possibility that maybe it's a, a tachshit, maybe it is a um, maybe it's just an ornament, but the reason seems to be because they assume that even when it comes to the idea of an ornament it has to be worn in the normal way that tefillin would be worn, and if it's not normal for a woman to wear tefillin, it wouldn't be considered an ornament for her either, right? So therefore, the, the, these are the tanaim Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Meir that hold that tefillin actually, in, hypothetically at least, applies seven days a week 24 hours a day mitzvah, and women would also be obligated in it. That's not what the halakha is. The halakha is that Shabbat is not zman tefillin, uh, and that's why women don't wear tefillin today. And also that Laila is zman tefillin. So that's why like on Tisha B'Av, when we're wearing tefillin, we try to take it off as soon as it gets to be dark, but, um, but technically speaking, it's not really a violation to wear it as it gets dark, because you're already wearing it, and nighttime is really zman tefillin. We just have a rabbinic rule that we remove them so that nobody falls asleep wearing the tefillin. So it's basically as long as the rabbi doesn't are giving a speech there's no worries <laughs> yeah, that's it yep.